Hello, and welcome to the Nightside Podcast. I am your host, Nightside PI, aka Troy, and on today's episode, I will explain that I've been on a little bit of a hiatus uh, due to moving into a new home. I'm uh, now also trying to integrate this with my Mixer accounts and streaming my podcast as well, too. This is going to go ahead and be a general improvement as well for over the course of time. Moving into the space and now have a little bit more flexibility to do exactly what I want to do uh, and really make this a uh, show and more legitimate. Uh, I thank you so much for uh, tuning back in if you uh, have uh, noticed I've been on, like I said, away just a little bit here because of the uh, move, but uh, lots happened since then. And if you are joining me for the first time, welcome. On this podcast, I talk about a lot of video game news and sometimes movie news because those are the two mediums that I love most of my life and uh, mostly video games. I stick very closely to uh, mostly uh, just really any types of games that pique my interest. Mostly the things that I've been playing uh, range from fighting games, uh, RPGs, uh, rarely do I play a sports game, so uh, just to kind of give you a little bit of background there. But if you're joining me, this is episode, I believe it's 15. And uh, since I've been away, there's obviously been a lot of news. E3 has happened in that time as well, too. So there's, uh, <laughs> there's that. And um, with what I want to focus on in this episode is... Uh, I had trouble trying to go back and try and cover all the things that had happened and all the news that was released, and it just got a little bit um, overwhelming. So I am going to go ahead and pick up on two subjects uh, today. The first is going to go ahead and be the Nintendo Switch Lite and talking about that announcement. I think that it's going to go ahead and be an interesting move on Nintendo because they do things like this, like... um, (laughs) It's the Switch that doesn't Switch, and it's the 3DS that doesn't 3DS. So uh, I think that it it is definitely geared more towards mobile gamers, and um, you know if it if it works, that's great. But these are not detachable Joy Cons, so there is going to be some limited ability, uh, especially with certain video games too. And my I'm trying to understand how they're going to go ahead and pair the Joy Cons. Currently, what you would have to do is dock it into the station to repair it, excuse me, to pair them, and then, you know, everyone can play on the same console. Uh, but when they are permanently attached, then that kind of causes a little bit of um, confusion there. But I have heard that they are enabling where you can go ahead and, and uh, register multiple controllers. Now, um, some of the changes to the system include there, that there's no kickstand, so you wouldn't be able to just stand the, um, the system on its own and then have people around it. Uh, as I mentioned before too, the Joy-Cons are not detachable. They are permanently attached to the console system and is um, priced at uh, $199. So it is just a, a little bit cheaper than a uh, an actual Nintendo Switch. And you just have to know what you're getting in that difference. The screen is going to be a little bit smaller. I believe it's a 5.5 versus the other one, which is like six something. I apologize, I don't have the exact number on that. But um, so it is a little bit smaller of a screen. It is giving you a little bit longer of a battery life as well too. 
And one other major change that I noticed is that they have replaced the D-pad on the left side controller. Now on the original Switch, you will have a, um, it was just all buttons and so that kind of caused some uncomfortability on some games. Now, I think that uh, having it replaced with the D-pad is great and I really wish that they would release uh, controllers that uh, would still have that kind of functionality and that, uh, that accessory there. But uh, we'll see how that goes. This also seems to be more of uh, a, custom a customization on colors and getting that type of um, want out of their system. Me personally, I am I, not gonna buy one. I already have a Nintendo Switch that works perfectly. In fact, it is one of my favorite um, consoles that's kind of come out and how it really um, encourages a lot of playing together and having fun with that. I still enjoy Mario Kart sessions regularly with my friends and their Switch uh, with ours and, and it's it's a blast. So uh, I don't see it going for me, but I have heard, um, you know, it, it can fit different situations, especially for multiple, uh, you know, bigger families that have kids and, and want to have a, a higher end system. But, um, you know, everyone can't, uh, share the switch I guess so the uh, idea is going to be great I think that it can still get a lot of traction but I personally will not be getting one now the next thing I want to talk about was a very interesting concept that's going to be kind of developed here soon so this is uh, currently what's been going on with GameStop they've had a a very big struggle with uh, one trying to sell their company and trying to get that uh, off the ground which didn't happen they have announced that they just try to stop doing that uh, their recent announcement right now has been to try and change some of their stores to more of a retro type of um, you know retro um, consoles and systems that you can buy and more of a, a, a focus on that rather than uh, new games and a uh, buyer trader uh, type of situation. Uh, I, I mean, I think that that can be a, uh, a system that works. The way that they've made the sound is more of a, uh, we're going to try different ideas, see what sticks, and hopefully go from there. I think that kind of getting more of the retro uh, uh, games in there and some of the systems. I don't know how well that's going to really work out for you, um, how big that market might be. I know that uh, you, you already have emulators coming out such as the, um, the uh, NES Classic and PS1 Classic, which is hilariously now down to uh, $20, which is the lowest it's ever been. And um, I just... I can't uh, believe how much that uh, that thing uh, tanked. But anyways, that's beyond my point here. What uh, I do want to go ahead and say is that I think that there's going to be a better way to go about it. And one of the ideas that I heard was having people try out games before you buy it, which I think is, is actually really cool. If... Um, if you're gonna be in an, in uh, you know 
a gaming mood and you I think one of the things that I always had a difficult time with is that uh, you can buy a game and it can be bad I constantly listen to reviews and ratings on video games so I, I really feel like I have a um, issue with getting a bad game at any time I just I just do my due diligence and in, in, in that regard but um, I think what a lot of people don't get to do is maybe get to try those games um, or in, in my case one of the things I enjoyed was having people do let's plays and being able to see a gameplay uh, of a game bef you know before I could try it out gave me a better understanding of, of if I might enjoy that actual game and that's I think gonna be a huge thing if they can focus on giving an experience of hey try this game out it's brand new are you interested in trying it maybe play it for an hour or two and uh, that could be really good and also being able to sell that game so that way you're not having to do such a return and uh, trade model which obviously hasn't been working for you so much um, you know with the inclusion of digital and digital games it's going to be hard i think for them to try and get out of that hole as, as 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 a retailer when you have to have a physical disc i think that there is still a market for that because uh, just because i have switched over more to a digital medium rather than a physical medium uh, doesn't mean that those um, shops aren't going to be needed I think that they're just going to need to cut back on the amount that they have. And I mean, if you can pretty much find a GameStop anywhere, it's not a very hard location to find in any, you know, um, cities really in, in, uh, um, in the United States and even outside of that too. Uh, the thing really comes into play is just once again, how do you gen generate a revenue that's still good for your business, that keeps gamers there? And I think one of the things that I've been noticing is those hybrid type of um, internet cafes. Something where you can go ahead and go, pay, play for a little bit on new games or things that you don't have access to um, that's just there and you can... Uh, try out for a few hours now whether or not you come back and continue to play there for that game or you decide you want to go ahead and purchase there um, you know I think that's always something that's going to be an additional option to to, to give a consumer but um, it's going to be an interesting balance and I think that we're going to see some major changes coming out of GameStop and what they eventually choose to do for uh, their business model uh, I just wanted to bring it up just because I, I mean, I had to do that with uh, GameStop and, and purchasing games there and trading and, and doing it up to a point where, you know, I started realizing that you're not getting as much of a value for your trade in because, you know, that's how they have to make their money as well, too. So it's a uh, it's going to be an interesting um, <laughs> trade to see what goes on here. Now. Thank you again for uh, tuning in and listening to the podcast or watching me here on Mixer. I uh, really do appreciate the support. I, I know that being away for a while, you might lose some people, and that was kind of the risk I knew I was taking here. Uh, but I'm going to be doing a lot of improvements, uh, not only in the podcast format, but also uh, here on streaming as well, too. I'm going to be doing Let's Plays. 
um, and some really interesting uh, improvements, like I said. So I want to go ahead and hear any feedback uh, from my listeners as well, too. I do still uh, uh, check my email regularly. That's uh, nightsidewelcome at gmail.com. Uh, for any comments, questions, please uh, go ahead and send me anything there. If you'd like a recorded segment on my podcast, please also uh, uh, send me notification at um, Welcome to the Night Side on Anchor.fm, and uh, I'll be able to go ahead and uh, get that recorded on here as well too. So, uh, where do I go from here? Now, I think that's an interesting question that I am still trying to pose to myself. I'm, I'm wanting to do more of interviews, not so much, I'm sorry, not interviews, but more conversation, roundtable discussions and getting that together. That has always kind of been more of my goal in this uh, scenario. And when I know it's speaking just by myself, it's not always as entertaining. I have to be the one that's constantly keeping up the conversation and uh, it can be a little flat, I feel like. Hopefully it's not. Hopefully you're listening and you're still listening to this and and, uh, finding it enjoyable. But um, I think having a feedback where people can go ahead and ask questions, uh, let me know about any experiences that they've been having about uh, new video games. I'm always interested to find out. I'm a person that does jump around in video games too. So uh, just because I... um, I'm not currently playing it or I haven't played it doesn't mean I'm not interested in it either um, and doesn't mean I don't know anything about the game either. I, uh, I constantly listen to uh, podcasts uh, mostly through IGN as well too so if anything does sound a little bit familiar I've just had uh, you know also listened to conversations through them nothing that I would uh, um, you know say that hey this is uh, direct from them but Listening to these conversations and uh, voicing my own opinion as well, too, is, um, on things that I feel are, um, you know, accurate or things that I would want to see are definitely, you know, uh, in this podcast, too. Um, I, and I have mentioned that uh, a few times uh, that I, I do get a lot of my news sources through IGN and uh, GameSpot. Uh, so I said, if you also are interested in any other gaming news or would like me to talk about a certain subject please um, look on those sources as well too and uh, uh, send me a notification or uh, a link to anything you think that uh, might be interesting to talk about and uh, we'll get that so uh, I think that I'm gonna go ahead and kind of taper off a little bit here I know that there wasn't much in way of the uh, discussion and (laughs) uh, subject matter here but I am gonna go ahead and be doing uh, some more uh, news as soon as it comes out more frequently uh, obviously as well too it's been uh, a few months as far as being on hiatus but uh, I am getting now back into the swing of things and getting more of a regular basis on the gaming news and I think that it's going to be a really good development here so please feel free to contact me send me an email questions, concerns. I'm uh, really excited to be starting this new process and getting into a new space and a little bit more professional of a setup here. (laughs) So uh, again, thank you for your uh, continued patient, (laughs) continued uh, patronage. And if you're new, uh, please continue to listen. I have a lot more 
information coming up as it uh, develops. And. Uh